could have heard this episode 48 hours early on our Patreon, patreon.com slash IndieHeadsPodcast. By joining us for as low as $1 a month, you'll receive episodes early, gain access to our Discord server, and get weekly playlists from the Indie Heads Podcast crew. All of our upcoming episodes, including our upcoming series, Car Commercial Number 1s, will be up on our Patreon 48 hours before it hits our public podcast feeds. If you're hearing this via our Patreon feed, we thank you so much for your support. But before we begin this episode, we want to thank our Real Ones patrons, including Maze Farms, Bex, Rachel Hartman, Noah Kurtz, Waffle113, and Alex Bulovich. To become a Real One, consider supporting us with a $5 a month or more donation. Anyways, enjoy the episode. Everybody and welcome back to the Indie Heads Podcast. I'm your host, Maddie, aka at Marvin Prince on Twitter. On this first episode of 2021, I am joined by Father Brexit. Alex, how are you doing? Hello. Um, I'm fine, thanks. And we are also joined in this episode by Dill. Otherwise known as Mother Brexit. Hello. <laughs> Uh, I'm in hi-fi now. I'm in beautiful, gorgeous, uh, high-definition audio now, thanks to uh, our lovely podcast host, Maddie, for sending me a, a, a new Blue Yeti microphone. Well, he didn't send me it. I paid for it, but I mean... <laughs> you, got it, you got it on the cheap. You got it on the cheap. Yeah. Okay, so I got it on I, the cheap. Yeah, because I because like my grandma showed me a, a new microphone for Christmas, and Amazon sent her a second one that she didn't pay for, and so I'm like, eh, "Fuck it, I'll make some money." Dill, you want a microphone? Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. Here's a hundred. Give me a hundred thirty dollars, and the microphone is yours. All right, mm-hmm. you got a you got a nice discount. You got a you got a solid thirty to forty dollar discount. That's that's your. Employee, I got I got the real ones discount. The real ones discount. <laughs> um, but yeah. Nevertheless, uh, first episode twenty twenty one. Um, so this is going to be our most likely, I'm going to say, most going to be our, our last proper episode before we get we start the car commercial number one series, the the long awaited sequel to the Butt Rock number ones. As we're now diving into the uh, the 2010s alt charts, but before we do that, of course, which premieres, I think I've already said this uh, on in our in our in our Discord and probably in public, but. Uh, the first episode of the car, car commercial number ones is premiering uh, next Wednesday, the 13th on Patreon. And then publicly it'll be out on, uh, let me make sure I get the date right on the 15th uh, Friday. So again, uh, Patreon 48 hours in advance. Uh, everyone else, you get it, you get it on, on Friday. But, uh, and I think I, I hinted at it on our Twitter, but, uh, our first guests are going to be uh, Eli and Eric from Endless Scroll. Uh, very excited to to begin our journey into into this very awful genre of music with them, because unlike the Butt Rock number ones, where we didn't, we went into it with a positive attitude, where we're like, okay, Butt Rock. I think we, we I think it's safe to say we 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 went into it where it's like, okay, some Butt Rock is good, and of course by the end we're like, wow. It isn't just some butt rock is good. It's just butt rock is good. I don't <laughs> expect that result to happen here. I I I don't expect that. We will yeah. see, of course, we because we will see how this this genre of music breaks our brains because it 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 it'll inevitably do that. But it's just a matter of 
how and how deep the the the, the how deep the pill will go down our system. Not very- they're both they're both versions of like just soulless corporate rock music, but butt rock just has this like overwhelming like sense of of bizarre masculinity to it that the car commercials I think just lack entirely. Let's let's put it let's put it like this, okay? So like the 90s series when we get that that's going to be like that's going to be dale cooper okay that that's that's season one season two fbi agent dale cooper a wonderful bright (laughs) shining light that we're just so happy to 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 have the the 2000s no that was your mr c that was your doppelganger that was like ooh, this guy's kind of dark and mysterious and i'm not sure if i like him but by by the end you're like okay i'm kind of rooting for this guy a little bit you know and of course the 2010s is going to be dougie jones uh and which version of dougie jones you may ask I, it's 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 up to you on that it could either be our our our, our original dougie jones or uh ducky dougie jones god i've been watching the return i i i've been yeah. watching Twin peaks and i'm i'm towards the end of the return and uh, i love dougie jones so much <laughs> i love i love him so much not to give i mean it's, it's been three years so i guess like it, it, it's like minor spoilers but the scene with the mitchum brothers and Dougie out in the desert with the cherry pie is so wonderful. <laughs> Especially that popped when, up on Twitter recently again. Just when Jim like Belushi's like, like, yeah, he's like, I love this guy. Your name? He's like, he just, of course, Dougie Jones. <laughs> like, oh my god, I Kyle McLaughlin, what a what a what a king, uh, what a king. If you just ignore the existence of yeah, this we, photograph with Ghislaine Maxwell, we we stand our lib king. <laughs> exactly can we uh, jim belushi has also like been on the the tip of our tongue recently yes for just being a dude who rocks very hard josiah josiah was a reply again got got his got his in as like a reply guy for jim belushi and got his notifications blown up because of it because he recommended some anime to to jim belushi which i hope jim if you're if you're listening which you're probably not but if you are Hopefully you enjoyed the anime that 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 Josiah and and your other fans have recommended because the anime shit. Um, well, I can't I can't say it's, it, I can't say it be hitting because I don't watch anime. But uh, on behalf of people who do watch anime, I guess it do be hitting. Jim, if you ever want to come on the podcast yeah. and discuss Shamurai Champloo, I will more than happily <laughs> do or... it with you. Or come on the podcast and talk about bad music with us. Um, Please join us for the car commercial number ones, Jim. We got a couple of slots, special guest slots open still. So please come, come on the pod. Um, but uh, nevertheless, so we have two or three topics we're going to discuss throughout this episode. Uh, the first, well, not the first one, but the last one going to be, uh, we're going to be talking about a fan playlist. So uh, in case you don't know already, we have no. We have our Patreon, patreoncom podcast. We have a, a multitude of tiers, but one of those tiers is for twenty dollars a month. The realest of the real ones. And if you subscribe to that tier, and it just has to be for one month or one pay period, where you subscribe to that, and that that that's that. You just do it one time. You get to send us a playlist, and we will review that playlist. Uh, a playlist of anywhere from ten to thirteen songs. You send us that playlist. We will review it if you do send us twenty dollars a month through patreon and that's what we're doing later on the episode our our first 20 dollar, our first realist of the real ones 
uh, Bex. They sent us a playlist. We we're finally reviewing it because I think they sent it earlier in December, but we were busy with end of the year stuff. But, 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 you know, we have this, we have this little pit stop before we get into the car for motion number one. So it's like, okay, let's take this opportunity. Let's, 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 let's thank our, our, our wonderful Patreon supporters and especially this Patreon supporter so much for supporting us uh, so early on in, in, in our, in our, in our Patreon history. But before we get there though, uh, I want to ask both of you uh, because I know, at least for you, Alex, you were not on any of our end of the year podcast. No, uh, I was didn't, not. You, you weren't, and you didn't uh, have any writing for the end of the year list. Did any of y'all have any any lingering thoughts on 2020, uh, the music of 2020, any albums and whatnot you want to recommend to the people before uh, this year kicks off properly in terms of uh, album releases and whatnot? I think this was, such, or, or I mean, it's not 2020 anymore as much as my brain seems to think so. Uh, but but 2020 was such a weird year for music because it was so like stratus stratified and like kind of i don't know there were distinct periods that just like emotionally did not carry over like like the first couple months of 2020 before covid times like that was very different from the the like initial lockdown and and then very which was also very different from like the the months of lockdown that uh you know came over so for me it was it was a weird and hard year to be like this was my favorite album of 2020 or whatever because because for the most part there was no cross-pollination i was not listening to anything from previous periods very much but that being said um just like uh, if you're looking out for that good emo shit, you should listen to Body Horror by Male Culture. The opener, especially, your crumbling infrastructure is good stuff. Um, and uh, Stephen Malkmus put, put out his, like, second best album last year. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if I have much else to say other than that. I really liked those records. I loved, uh, how I'm feeling now by Charlie XCX, maybe my favorite album of last year. Um, and folklore was really good. Yeah. Um, I guess I got most of my thoughts by the way on our, on our, on, on the bonus episode, which by the way, Hey, five dollars my patrons, you get bonus episodes also. And there's one where I just go off solo about some of my, my, uh, some albums that came out this year. that came out in 2020 that I really liked and were on our end of the year list. Uh, but I guess just brief recaps on some of them. I guess really one or two that I really want to highlight that I feel like have gone somewhat under the radar on on the pod spectrum, or really the indie head spectrum at large. Uh, Ethan P. Flynn, B-Sides and Rarities Volume 1. Uh, get in on the stocks. If Get on the ground floor of these stocks, baby, because stocks are about to go up with this guy. I just feel it. Just uh, one of the most uh, exciting uh, pop records that I've heard in a hot minute. Uh, if you if you like your FK Twigs, you like your Gremlin Boys, you want to see them both combined. This is a really good record for that, and the fact that it's only like a B sides and rarities compilation and not like an official project is insane. Because it's just like, okay, if this is if these are the Lucys, what does the real stuff sound like? So, uh, really exciting stuff there. And then I this is now I mentioned uh, throughout the pod over the over the past year, uh, Pink Sifu Negro just the album of our times i i I hate to be a a corny 
I hate to be corny like that, but it's just like if you want to hear an album that sounds like like that sounds like this moment that we're in, like that's the record you want to check out. Uh, but that's really all all I about it for for stuff I want to mention. Uh, any for any final twenty twenty roundups that I. But if you want, if you want my full twenty twenty roundup of non pod stuff, uh, patreon.com slash ideas podcast, five dollars a month. Uh, bada bing, bada boom. Uh, but Dill, what about you? Um, see, when you brought up this this topic, I was like, I could not remember that the year twenty twenty actually existed. I'm not, I'm not doing a bit. <laughs> I'm just like, oh yeah, that happened like five days ago, and my. <laughs> my mode of like holy shit it was only five span. days ago it was only yeah it was only five days ago i i don't i don't know how time works <laughs> <laughs> like, that is so fucked up ev- yeah every preconceived notion i've had about the way time dilates and moves has been completely upended um which is why i listen to a lot of ambient music this last year not this year last year and if you want some some good old tunes to throw on and you know take a nap to or perhaps stare into the abyss i very much recommend uh mary Lattimore's silver ladders which is a a record that aj and i and i think uh lily to an extent have all collectively lost our minds over i'll check it out for sure i'm interested in that. it's a good one it's like i, I, I want to like say it's like 35 music, minutes and i like ambient music especially but i i don't really seek it out so i'm definitely yeah it's, got, it's like it's like ambient harp music oh which, fuck yeah, yeah. On, the mary Lattimore album come on yeah oh it's good yeah it's, it's good shit you gotta get on it alex some right. good shit some Adding very it good to shit. my library uh but yeah I, oh. i'd recommend that one and also i think the record that you recommend because i remember when you're doing the album tournament you're like who the fuck put this album on here that uh that nick storing album uh my magic oh Dreams. yes i lost her so i put that on there that was that was me because you wrecked that to me and i was like damn this is a good ambient record it's some good shit it's um i think i described it as like uh r plus seven but more like orchestral and and weird with it uh, and it's definitely just as um, Nick Storing I'm not particularly familiar with as a composer, um, but that album popped up. Uh, What's the title? On my uh, my uh, magic dreams have lost their spell. Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, one more comment. It's good. It's weird. It's uh, I think that's about all I have to say. One more comment on 2020 music. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saint Cloud is the the single greatest song of all time. <laughs> I I did not I did not fall in love with that album in in a big way, but I did listen to Saint Cloud what feels like hundreds of times. Can't be that many, but there were days where I literally only listened to the song Saint Cloud and I just played it over and over again. Um 10 out of 10. Good job. Mm. <laughs> That's it all right um so i guess with that with our with our final thoughts of uh 2020 all the way of course uh one bit of tragic news uh that we received uh right before the year ended which is still like 
the fact that we it's like oh god like yeah that we we learned that like before the year ended was uh the passing of mf doom uh who passed away on on halloween this or halloween 2020 although it wasn't announced until until new year's eve uh, by his wife and um i think i can speak for most of us on the pod here when we say that that MF Doom is uh, a, an extremely important figure for for many of us in terms of us getting into formative, very formative artist for for a lot of mm-hmm. us. Because whenever I was beginning to once I was getting out of my odd future phase, Doom was one of the first people that I gravitated towards because of how much he influenced a lot of the Odd Future crew and the fact that Tyler sampled the same song that that Doom sampled on on M Food. Um, and Mad Villain, Mad Villainy is just one of the best records ever made. Like I, re- I re-listened to it the other day, um, the other day at work, uh, in the rare moment, like the like the rare time, because usually I'm I'm working retail, so I don't have any time to listen to any music. But I was just running sales ads, so I just threw on Mad Villainy while I was doing that. And goddamn, what a fucking amazing record! Like, yeah, there there is no other album like that. Even even when you like look beyond the the Doom persona, just like the way they were writing songs and 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 just I don't know. There's no other album like that one. Mm-hmm. It it just seems like it's it's in, in, it, for Doom especially. Well, I, don't, I don't even say for Doom especially for for like as far as I can tell, it's it's the peak of of both men's careers as as either with Madlib as producer and Doom as a rapper. Like I just don't think they either past that peak and that isn't to say that like you know their late periods haven't been you know bountiful like well doom uh, again he has again <laughs> we, doom that's a little iffy just because he had like the last like full length album we got from him that was like mainly him rapping as far as i can tell was i think what was it the jj doom album or was it the caesar face record or the, I... the sorry face i th- he did like surface metal face um he did the jj doom record but like if you're talking like like solo record it goes all the way back yeah because more like this was like the last proper doom solo record and i i I listened to that for the first time on new year's day and that's a fucking amazing record because i it's it because i have a lot of blind spots with doom generally because like i said i think like as mad villainy is just such a perfect record that it's just like it's like I don't want to listen to anything else. Like I don't, I don't need to listen yeah. to anything else. But it's got like it's just such mm-hmm. a perfect record. Yeah, but, Mad Villainy is one of those albums where you can like listen to it and just be satisfied. Like <laughs> you do not need more from this artist. Like exactly because but... I know I know because so many people called for like a proper Mad Villainy you know follow up record, but it's just like, do we really need one? Like no, I. It's like no, like this shit's perfect. You know. Although that I know, I, know Mad Lib said, try. I think had... Madlib has said that they had like like fifty tracks or something like like they had hours of material that they just never released because they didn't feel like it was up to par with that record. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so yeah, like with someone with Doom, like you know that he has just like a trove of stuff that he just recorded over the years and never released for one reason or another. Yeah. Um, but I think that also just speaks to him as an artist, just having this incredibly high quality bar uh, for for him to set, mm-hmm. and to 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 not really feel like he wants to jump that, you know, in the last decade of his life or so. Other than you know a collab record here or there, or a feature here and there is, um, it I, I think it's sort of unique in hip hop as well. 
just mm. to because the whole the whole persona of doom the whole character of doom is just this just incredible bombastic uh lovable supervillain and mm. uh, there's it, and there's never really going to be anyone quite like doom ever again you know yeah like especially as formative as he was for like parts of like you know like 2000s 2010s hip-hop culture like all of the adult swim stuff like he threw like all of his like special herbs um beats like on the adult swim bumpers and that had a whole influence on just that subculture uh of of television as well you know just watching adult swim late at night and just hearing all these you know just hearing all those beats uh come on in between you know watching c lab or, or aqua teen or whatever that you know you were watching um like he he was just like that guy like no matter how you got into him whether it was like the adult, adult swim or mad villainy or any of his other side projects i mean like you know the man in some way or another and you feel that connection with him and that's kind of what we saw i think on the day that his death was announced because immediately it was just like you saw it like all over social media just this immediate like yeah. sharing of, of doom from everybody huge huge wave of response mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he's and he's just someone where it's just like there was so I mean, just I think it's just, it's the fact that there's just so like obviously just the amount of love was insane, but just how in terms of people's like favorite songs and favorite verses, it's just like everyone has their own. He just he was just so obviously like that 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 period in the two thousands where he was just so prolific from like you know oh three to oh five where yeah. dropped like Mo- so many most records. Most of his discography happened from two thousand three to two thousand five, which is just insane. Mm-hmm. Like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's kind of the core of Doom's catalog, really. Yeah. yeah. Hold on. I want to I want to look up everything that he released like within those like 2 or 3 year time span cuz he had he had Mad Villainy in 2004. And he like had... most of them are classics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like you had the, yeah. You had the you had the first Victor Vaughn record, you had the King of Dora record, <laughs> you had Mad Villainy, you had Mm Food, and then you had Danger Doom, and then like Special Herbs and Spices, I think which is the instrumental compilations. Yeah, like, all of his instrumental like, volumes came out, like, in 2003, 2004. That's and, like, insane. He... And we're mainly mm-hmm. as a rapper, but, like, as a producer, Doom is one of the best producers of all time. Like, I think, yeah. like, when, when, we, when we... I think the biggest thing for a hip-hop producer, one of the things that I look out for, really just, like, any kind of producer uh, that I look out for in terms... If, if you're working in, either in a hip-hop space or sort of a hip-hop mindset of production which of course involves heavy sampling and when i think about okay who are the greatest samplers of all time like for me like obviously personal pick dean blood i think he's he's got a great year for samples and kanye <laughs> uh, i know i know and obviously kanye as we know kanye of course that that became one of his big staples but like doom the fact that i think because his ear for samples was so unique because he would pull from these like really weird obscure sources and just make classics out of them you know, like I, I was reading an article about the Arrowroot instrumental and how fans have been searching for years for the source of that sample. And like this, this, this golden goose they kept chasing and they finally found it just like 
reading that story is because it's just like how many doom songs do we just we don't even know the samples for like we're still like journeying to try to figure out where he found this stuff and and how it you know became a part of his music you know his ear mm. it's just his ear beyond beyond his rappers his ear just is is i think is probably possibly the most it you know is the most influential thing about doom was his ear for for production his ear for sampling because there's so many artists that are so many producers now that got that ear from doom of being like okay this is how doom produced his stuff now let me try it mm-hmm. my own way obviously the whole slum scene with like earl and mike navy blue and all of them like obviously the most i think that in terms of a modern hip-hop scene they are the most indebted to doom by far but obviously even you know your mainstream producers like kenny beats and, and tyler like they also have so much to to thank doom for in terms of like helping them early on as producers um because i think there was um because i know kenny beats was having a, a a doom tribute stream that got dmca'd by by uh on twitch which is oh god that's that's another can of wasn't that the wasn't that the uh like the flylo one too i yeah i think also yeah flylo also got got uh his stream uh dmca on twitch um but but yeah i mean nevertheless uh, we we gotta get we gotta i guess move move forward a bit but um my my final thoughts are just like the thing i think the one thing that obviously the, the sad one of the saddest aspects but also one of the happiest aspects when a death like this happens is that it reminds you of an artist because i haven't listened to doom in, a, in, a, in quite some time and this has given me you know obviously under very tragic circumstances but it's given me a chance to revisit his discography and listen to stuff either i haven't listened to in years or had never gotten around to when i was first getting into doom so like obviously like born like this like that was a record that i had listened to until until now and that's a fucking amazing record like gazillionaire yeah. is like one of my favorite doom songs now like whenever that mm-hmm. whenever that song switches, when he goes to Dilla, 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 when that song just switches, it's just it's so satisfying. Um and obviously going back to Mad Villainy too is just incredible. And then mm, food. Like I said, there's just there's so much wealth in there. Like there's there's so much good stuff in there that I'm so excited to like listen to again. Cause cause I I've been I've been thinking about it um I, I think recently um there was a wrestler that passed away Brody lee real against almost i mean obviously we don't know how doom passed away yet but in terms of like age and whatnot like obviously passed away at a very young age of 41 and you know it, it's it's seeing these two like communities like the wrestling community and the hip-hop community like grieving over these like large figures and there was a quote by one of the wrestlers about Brody lee saying that you know, as long as you have the lessons that you learn from them and the memories, they're never truly gone. And I feel like with Doom, that's going to be the case because with Doom, like it, he was more than the man. Like obviously, like with with Doom, just because of the mask, like he's going to live forever in our hearts, just because he because he shrouded himself in such mystery and in such a persona. Just because of that, I don't think he will ever truly die. You know, like the the man behind the mask may 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 be sadly gone, but that mask is always going to be there, and that mask is is what shines the brightest. And um, like I said, if we're gonna, I, I, I we're gonna miss Doom a lot, and you know, it's sad that obviously super young, only forty nine years old, 
but yeah. you know like he, his he music lost will his forever. son just a, a few years ago i think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um really he lost like his son 14. he lost his brother really tragic yeah his brother yeah. but that he lost was, his brother back in the 90s ago. yeah the one with kmd and then he was homeless for like that and, period in between KMD disbanding and uh, coming out with Doomsday. Um, it's so sad. And and like I was also reading because I was reading like the the HHH memorial thread. Apparently, he had been like barred from returning to the U.S. because of yes. some like like immigration thing like ten yeah. years ago. Yeah. And so he had just been living in London this whole time, which is just wild to me. Hmm. Cause like, it's sad so, that he couldn't cause he, come back. Because he was separated from his family for like two years in that interim before they moved to London with him. Like there was like two years where he just like he only saw his family when they visited, which was like maybe every so often in the year and in video calls. And I, I think it obviously makes the circumstances of his son passing away like all the more tragic was the fact that like he didn't get to spend like two years of his life with his son. Like that's two years mm-hmm. that were gone. And now he's passed and it's just yeah it, it it just it sucks it hurts a lot and but again seeing just the the even i mean just seeing the amount of people and the different types of people like pay tribute to doom like the people that was i was surprised i mean you know shouldn't be too surprising that like oh a chapo trap house <laughs> chapo trap house host is a big fan of doom that's shocking uh but like still like seeing like all these these it's... tributes from, from just a variety of people it's just like doom touched a lot of people you it's know, been really heartwarming. It's been mm-hmm. really heartwarming to see. Um, this is like kind of a, a silly, stupid thing a little bit, but a friend of mine mentioned how Doom Doom died on Halloween like a true villain. <laughs> Which is like totally Yeah, bullshit. I was going to mention that. And, and, and at the time, it just genuinely like made me, I don't know, I, I was touched in a way. <laughs> Like not even that he, it's like not only that he died on Halloween, which is just like that that for for a villain that's the most baller time to go out. The fact that we didn't know for two for two months that he passed away, like like that's just how like I I don't know who said it. Someone on Twitter was just like it, it's the fact that we in this age of social media and whatnot, there's not really a whole lot of mysteries left. So the fact that Doom was able to keep his 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 personal life so private. To, to the to the point that we didn't know he passed away for two months <laughs> shrouded in mystery even from beyond the grave <laughs> exactly and like he was still in and, and that time like there was still music from doom like coming out because there was like like Flylo songs that he did that were that were coming out through the gta 5 soundtrack and it's just like mm-hmm. uh, we don't have obviously we don't have all the details yet and i'm not even sure if we'll, we'll get more details than what we currently have right now you know yeah but nevertheless, this he was recording. Really... He was recording an EP with Flylo too. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I, they probably. I mean, like I said, I, I guess the thing now is just like it's like the same thing when like Prince passed away. It's just like, okay, so like what from the vaults is gonna come out? Because it's like you know when we come when it comes to posthumous releases, you know it's it's a tough deal. It's just like it's generally mm-hmm. for the most part like a very like difficult thing to do properly because you know it's like they're not alive. We don't know how they wanted this stuff to come out. But at the same time, it's just like, damn, like, I do want to hear what's in these. I want kind of, I do want to hear what's in these vaults because, like, similar to Prince, it's just like, there's probably a ton of great stuff in there. But mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, they, they, you know, hopefully, obviously, his wife, it comes down to her because I assume that's where the estate's going to be with her. And, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But 
I mean, nevertheless, it's just this is just really fucking tragic, and it's just like, you know, the the fact that we don't know how much more he he was how much more he he was going to give to us, you know, and the fact that we could be losing that is just like just sucks, and obviously the fact that you know a wife not only lost you know her husband but her you know her son in such a yeah a relatively short period of time amongst other tragedies going on but but yeah this is this is just this just sucks and you know you know we'll, we'll miss you doom and uh you know do, doom forever you know that's in peace to the super villain exactly um yeah but, rip but doom yeah. um but I guess uh, I guess one one last little teeny tiny topic before we get to our to our main topic today of, of the playlist uh 2021 um is there anything I we kind of discussed this on the, on the pod awards episode but I feel like you know our most like a drop album of the year like that one's just like okay we can't get into it too much but uh as far as we know from 2021 releases is there, is there anything that we're, we're looking forward to because I have one thing that I that I can at least I can't say too much on one thing, but I can uh, say I do have the Black Country New Road album. It is very, very good. Uh, I will have more thoughts on it uh, whenever it comes out. I'm going to keep quiet for now, but it is a record that I, it's not the record I was expecting them to drop, but it is one that I'm, I'm trying to unpack in my head. Uh, I'm trying to still unpack in my head, but that is a record to look forward to in 2021. That, But that's, that's really that's really about about it on that can, front. Maddie Maddie continues to dangle the Black Country New Road record what? just in front of my face, and I'm I I'm I am like a cat who is ready to feast. I I will pounce in any second. I promise. One more you. month. One more month. That's all you have to wait. Just one more month, and it it will be it will be in your hands. Have patience, my child. Or my my father. I was gonna say if 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 your mother Brexit and 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 Alex's father Brexit, does that make me the child of Brexit? Am I child the son of, of Brexit? Brexit? Um, I yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't but, know what this lore is anymore. But yeah, I I don't know either. It. Um. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, fellas, any anything you guys are both looking forward to in in twenty twenty one, music wise. Uh, uh, Buck Meek Two Saviors LP seems like it's gonna be really good, at least by the singles. Um, yeah. Uh, Honestly, that's about it. I wh- Jay Bricky LP three. Um, I'm I'm sure she teased Jay it today. LP3 will yeah. be good. Yeah, I Jay- don't know. I don't I don't get like hyped for new albums anymore, you know? Like music's just going to happen and I'm going to listen to it and that's okay. fine and good. <laughs> okay, Alex, you say that, but what, ha- what 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 would happen if Puddle of Mud announced a new album tonight? <laughs> I think that would be if Puddle of Mud surprise dropped a new album, that would be really <laughs> fucking funny. <laughs> oh god. We we oh. would have to do a, a first a first listen oh, absolutely. commentary on that. <laughs> absolutely. Um, um I, I should say um to I think I, I, I by the time this episode comes out publicly, I think like the voting would be done for it, but like it won't be announced the modern rock rate that's going on on indie heads right now that was inspired by us, which that was the craziest thing seeing that announced was like I think because Rose was telling me about it, I'm like, 
wait they're fucking doing it like <laughs> we're doing an indie heads raid on 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 these butt rock songs we're talking about like what the fuck which i i, I put my votes in for that and i'm i'm look if 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 you are if, if the voting has not ended yet which i think it's i think it's either ending like by the time this episode it might have be ended or like one day give your 11s to blurry give your 11s <laughs> to blurry blurry is not my favorite song that we talked about on the series but it is like the most essential one for an 11 it's like here's the thing do the killers need my 11 absolutely fucking not does does wes mud need my 11 <laughs> yes he does does West Mud deserve your eleven? No, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> but I still gave it anyways. Yeah, because I, 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 I think the thing that I'm actually like, I, I'm like, I'm like, what's gonna be the worst song? <laughs> like, what's yeah. gonna be the bottom? Because like sometimes on these rates, it's really predictable who's gonna be like the worst. But it's just this one's just like, it could be pain. Like, because that seemed to be the consensus pick amongst us for like, if we were to do a vote to pick the worst song like that would be our worst one like just if we did an aggregate of it but like what are like what is the indie heads community going to say is the worst one it's like could be a surprise it could be just some like boring band like it could be fucking c and red that could get the worst spot just because everyone's like what is this song but it could be pain because pain is is one of the most offensive songs that i've ever heard although pain again is so I, good it's okay i was i I was getting ready to get to that. Dill, I'm so sorry. Um, it has. You it, guys it, it had like, months. You had like two or three months to fucking talk about this, and we're back in it. Look, no, we are about to enter such a hellacious experience for these next two or three months. Let me... We're just, we're just trying to like ease. We're trying to ease our minds and think of the good times before it gets real bad. Pain is so good. <laughs> like. It's so I, funny. I, it's I, I'm not so sure funny. if I can think of a, a single funnier song. Like, Pain, Pain is so fucking funny. Um, yeah, I, I've grown to just, like... Like, I, I, I was gonna say Pain is one of the worst songs of all time, but it just felt disingenuous, even though it, <laughs> it like, is. <laughs> because it's so... It's so good. It's so funny. It's such a good song. <laughs> oh god, it's weird that like, cause like, animal I've become is like becoming kind of a meme on TikTok. Like, I've seen, I've heard that song on like multiple TikToks now, because uh, there was the wonderful piss TikTok that AJ sent us, <laughs> that that has that song. And there's one that I sent in the in the Butt Rock uh, Discord channel. Uh, but folks, uh, there is no three days grace on this 2010s uh, charts. It's really really sad. Brutal. Um, I, but also I think it's like. <laughs> At that point, they got rid of Adam Gontier. So, like, who fucking gives a shit about them at, at that point? Really? Yeah, they got rid of him in, like, 2013. Or he left in, like, 2012, 2013. Is is he a chud? I don't know, but um, most likely, yes. <laughs> but I think they're, like, Canadian. It's crazy how many of those butt rock dudes were chuds. Are you really surprised, though? <laughs> are you you really surprised (laughs) it's hard to imagine them being polite like it makes sense like if i had to choose a political ideology for them like that that's just what would what it would be but it's just i don't know like yeah i'm gonna gonna see if i can find out on twitter 
I guarantee you exactly they're they're all exactly like the stained people in that they didn't give a shit about politics until Trump was a thing. Yeah. Oh, God. Stained okay. is so good. <laughs> I gave I think Did I, we men- did we mention stained got banned from Twitter? No, no, that was trapped. No, that was trapped. No, that was trapped. We 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 didn't. I I think that trap. I think that came out when we did Pod Awards, so we probably discussed it, or like right after Pod Awards, where they got banned. Um, I know we discussed it. (laughs) I I I feel like we discussed it already, but uh, rest in piss, trapped. Actually, I think actually okay. Now that we now we're talking about trapped, I think that's gonna be the worst song on the Indie Heads (laughs) Like That's gonna be the bottom of the barrel. And should it be? Probably yes. Like, cause like pain is funny. Headstrong is not funny. It's not like I think it, as a song, it's like it's not like as bad, but it's not a it's a bad song still. But it's just like, eh, my 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 passions go like let's focus on 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 targets that I think are more worthy of my time. Like trapped, that's an easy target. Shine down, now that's a target that not many people are shooting at, but buddy, I got my 22 and I'm pointing at mr shinedown and if he says give me a second chance i say tell that to my uh tell that to my 22 buddy pow Um. i just saw Haley's comment she waved (laughs) okay we said why are you always running in place oh god okay we okay let's 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 move on to our main topic let's let's look can I just say I hate y'all so much? <laughs> uh, Thanks, thing, Dill. Okay, so like, I think you're on one of the last episodes of Car Commercial Ones, Dill. Like by that point, towards the end of Butt Rock, like we were like definitely tired, but we were still very like into this. Like you, basically, are, obviously with AJ, our peak delusionalness. I, you're you're going to be entering a different zone with us on on the car commercial number ones. You're entering a completely different zone of like we will have been swallowing so much Garmenbosia, so much <laughs> it, it, so much Garmenbosia, so much pain and sorrow. It, it it's like this. The thing is that's so funny is that the butt rock songs are mostly about pain and sorrow, yet they bring us happiness. But this time. These songs are very happy and, you know, like, oh, good times. Yeah. But they bring us pain and sorrow. Yeah. The, and you will be our, you and you can be our Bob. <laughs> you can be our Bob, Bill, and get, and just swallow up all that pain and sorrow from us and spit it back out into the lodge. The car commercials are simply just the gentrification of butt rock. Like not even joking. That's exactly what it is. No, you're absolutely correct. And we're we're gonna like I said, we'll, we'll we will dissect that because I think the the the, the, the before we, the, like the big question I want to like answer is just like how did we get here? And obviously, there's like some obvious answers of like okay, obviously the election of Obama that was a pretty big thing for why this music shifted. But just like what made the public or not really the public like what made like Billboard and the major music industry at large decide okay, we need to give this genre of music a complete facelift. You know, like, what changed? Because it's very sudden, because there's obviously, like, going even like even from, like, the last chart we discussed on the Butt Rock number ones to, like, this first chart we're going to discuss, it's such a, like, it, it's a damn near 180, you know? It's just like, what happened here? Do you um, think, um, do you think if John McCain and or Mitt Romney 
uh, one in either 2008 or 2012, like the car commercials would have been a thing, or would butt rock still another rank? decade of butt rock? I, well, the thing, the thing, the thing is, I like I truly can't give you an answer on that because I think the thing is is that like even before the election of Obama, these things were already happening, like this car commercial music like there was already rumblings of this oh yeah by by that point like obviously like the beck song like that's like that's car commercial song like these rumblings were already happening just obama sped up the process i don't know i don't think epro is car commercial music i could hear that in like a fucking jeep commercial or some shit dude yeah like that's true it's a good song it's a good song but that's the thing is that it like goes from but like, it, okay, like, this is a good song that could be in a commercial to songs that are just straight up made for commercials. Yeah. I guess my thing is, is like when I think of car commercial music, I think of like Anna Sun, which we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and EPRO is so fundamentally different from that, you know? I don't know. It just feels so stylistically different. But the thing is, there there are different genres of car commercial. Like, like your Jeep commercials are not the same as your Hyundai commercials. You know. Look, that, we're okay. we're gonna enjoy the, We're gonna enjoy. You know, the the, the Toyota thon never ends, and we're gonna <laughs> yeah, have, a, have a real blast. But all right, let's let's, let's, get, get, let's get on. The playlist. Let's get onto this playlist. Uh, so once again, thank you to Bex. Uh, for sending us this playlist and for supporting us uh, at twenty dollars a month, of course, um, we actually might lower it soon. I'm, I will, we'll probably, we'll, we'll figure it out after this pod. But we may lower the 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 playlist thing down to to our, our fifteen a month tier. But again, we already had like two people uh, go for our twenty dollar a month tier, which we cannot thank you enough uh, for supporting the pod like that much. Like it's just, I expected most people just to stick with like five dollars at most, or like maybe okay, okay, some Dave Grohl people. But the fact that we got like multiple 20 dollar a month people within like our first like month or so just instant when when will dave Grohl himself become become a patron <laughs> of the indie heads podcast i was gonna maybe, say i like how maybe we're... he can take us up on on our venture capitalist here <laughs> oh, i would love that i would love that i was gonna say i like how we're just referring to them as like the west the the dave Grohls or the west muds rather than <laughs> our patrons yes so if you if you if you support us if you if you are a West Mud we cannot thank you enough we love you we thank you for for even throwing a little bit of support at us but if you are a real one or if you are a Dave Grohl fan club member that's that's where we really that's where we we, we really love you and we really appreciate you because that's a uh, that that's too much money that's too much money for for this fucking podcast but I'm not gonna complain um, but this playlist so 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 Bex they sent us a playlist of ten songs. And we're going to discuss those 10 songs. Uh, the first of which is a song from Yaz called Only You from the album Upstairs at Eric's. Now, before this playlist, the only thing I knew about Yaz was the fact that they're referenced in in the LCD sound system song, Losing My Edge. Of course, when James Worthy says, you want to make something real, you want to make a Yaz record. And I understand that line somewhat now because uh, this is... I think the thing that I thought most with this with this with this song was how was the fact that what this is like 1981, 82, maybe 83. Let me let me check. Let's see what's Oh, 82. So this is like proto sophistopop, really. Yeah, this was maybe my my second favorite song. Actually, third favorite, I'll say, on this list. Um, 
And 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 yeah, it did remind me of Sophistopop. Like I thought maybe like Jeremiah would be into this. Um, but yeah, th- this kind of rules. Like instrumentally, it reminds me of Kraftwerk a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Also, notably, I thought I don't know. I just thought this was kind of funny. Uh, the band Yaz is only called Yaz in North America, <laughs> and in the rest of the world, they're called Yazoo. <laughs> Yeah, I don't... I read that. I was like, "What the f- like? Why? Like, why though? <laughs> like, is there a weird yeah. copyright thing, or like, is it just like the North American labels are like, we can't call you Yazoo, you can't market that shit. Like, you gotta call yourself <laughs> something different." And then the members of Yazoo, they, they 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 wrote their name big and bold on a dry erase board, Yazoo, and then they erased the the O's, and the record label <laughs> executives were like. We got ourselves uh we got ourselves <laughs> the next big band here, folks. I feel like your tone just made me think of butt rock, and I'm just <laughs> I think the music industry <laughs> we got I think it. We the got music it go. industry would be a lot more interesting if it was just run by butt rock dudes. Um Oh absolutely. Anyway. I mean it was for a couple years. It, it was true. for a couple years. That's true. Uh whenever they... I turn on the radio it I still, I feel their presence still. <laughs> remember, Alex, re- remember, everybody, this is what they took from you. This Alex, is what they took from you. Alex, yes, I, I believe that your butt rock syndrome is terminal, and I'm, I'm <laughs> fairly certain we'll have to euthanize you fairly soon. God, it's, okay, the thing is with, the, like, I was so done, like, by the end, I was so done with butt rock. Like the fact that just it didn't end, like even after the culture stream, it didn't end for like a solid couple of weeks. I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm emotionally checked out of butt rock. But obviously, the the the, the modern rock rate <laughs> has gotten that 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 pill. I found it, it's like in Limitless, you know. Like I thought I ran out of the pills, the pills that unlocked understand my brain. But I found one. It was hanging. It was under my bed. It was. I must. I must have dropped it earlier. I took it. A little dusty, but you know it's it soothes the soul uh see and for it me is... for me i was super done by week three and then four and five just broke me <laughs> um and and that's why we have what we have now yes uh and again and i think part the car commercial number ones amongst many other things that the series is going to be first and foremost it's an endurance test where I, we thought Bubber Number Ones would be an endurance test, and it was for it's, like it's gonna maybe be the last longer. couple weeks. Oh yeah, the it's like nine. Commercial we Number like, One series is more episodes. Oh yeah, it's like nine. We have like nine episodes, guys. It's fucking hell. So it's dumb. fucking hell. It's it's hell. We we might have we might cut some stuff down as we as uh we'll yeah. probably as, as we as we figure it out. Yeah, we gotta. We'll, we'll, we'll cut I, stuff out. But I'd like, rather talk fucking... about Red Hot Chili Peppers for like eight weeks than talk about this for this amount of time. <laughs> yeah, not not this playlist. Not, not not this playlist, Bex. Thank you so much for sending us this playlist for oh, talking yeah, about yeah. car commercial music. <laughs> sorry, uh, but no, this is sorry we haven't even like gotten to it yet. Yeah, but um, no, this yeah song it's 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 real good and, I, and it's I, real I, good. There is a part of me that's just like it kind of sucks that this kind of like synthesizer music has been like in terms of like the modern stuff we hear it's just been overtaken by like tiktok teens and it's just not good it's just like damn like i would like some you know i i would like to hear more music like this you know like more more mm-hmm. modern ta- you know more modern takes on it uh yeah. so if you, have any, if you have any further recommendations 
Bex or anyone otherwise for music that's like like that is like Yaz, but it's you know, you know, current music. Please send it my way. I want to hear more. But yeah, this was this was a nice little start to the playlist, in my opinion. Um, Dill, any any thoughts from from you? Uh, it's very nice. It's very sultry. Uh, I definitely get like the sophistic pop, like eighties, like synth pop feeling of it. It's um, I, I I feel like Jeremiah would come on and talk about how much it sounds like Kate Bush, and then just <laughs> launch into how much he loves Hounds of Love. Um, I miss Jeremiah so much. That's that's, a, that's <laughs> I miss Jeremiah so much. Uh, can we, I really hope we can get him on an episode of of Car Commercial Number Ones? Because I yeah. I, very very jeremiah will like all of the songs um and it'll get heated (laughs) yeah uh but (laughs) but see instead of instead of derailing every conversation to pivot to butt rock jeremiah would just pivot to whatever the fuck he pivots to at any given moment bob dylan Bob Dylan. Is he still, uh, is he still in the Joanna Bob Dylan right now? Oh, even even harder than before. Oh, God. <laughs> so, like, he's on, he's on to like he's on to like gospel Dylan is good actually. Yes. Not not quite yes. not quite, but he's into like like bootlegs. <laughs> oh bootleg God, Dylan. Um, I we gotta get we gotta get okay like in terms of bootlegs I, I, and stuff. I think we that gotta Jeremiah get... like genuinely only listens to Bob Dylan right now and like <laughs> has for months. Uh, good, good for him. Good for him. That's just that's I, just, I just where say, his heart is. Um, I have a pot. I have a pot idea. So what we're gonna do? What we're gonna do is that we're gonna have Jeremiah, Gavin, and we'll have special guest Jack Tiggs. They're all gonna record separate audio okay we're gonna talk about where, where, where jeremiah will talk about bob dylan bootlegs uh gavin will talk about fish live recordings and bootlegs and jack will talk actually we'll have jack and sarah from from the mod team the indians mod team they'll talk about grateful dead bootlegs and, and live things and then they're going to talk about separately just just solo and i'm going to splice all those together in one file just they're all going to be overlapping <laughs> It's kind of uh, like, kind of like, um, so so <laughs> Phil Elverum, Mount Erie, put out a single that side A was all the songs from Clear Moon played simultaneously, and side B was all the songs from Ocean Roar played simultaneously. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> the that's the vibe we'd be going for here. <laughs> mm. oh, all right, God. No, let's, let's, let's talk yeah. about. Wait, hold on, Alex. Could you please send a message to Jeremiah saying that if he wants to come back and do a pod miniseries on Bob Dylan's gospel uh, era, I would more than ha- I would be more than happy to to do it with him. Je- Jeremiah and I have been talking about doing a Bob Dylan Power Hour, um, whatever whatever that entails. Um, so this is this is not not outside the realm of possibility um <laughs> certainly a i think like a mini gospel dylan discog breakdown could be really fun <laughs> um yeah all right so let's, the let's next song on. the next song is bandages by hey rosetta yes uh this okay so like before this episode i was like listening to the song and i was like this song reminds me of another song. I like I heard the other song in my head, and I was just like, 
I could not place it. I'm like, okay, this is a song that I heard this year, but like, what was I, I like, I went through my Spotify. I was like, what fuck? I know what this song is. Like, I, I, I know what it is. Then I realized, oh shit, it's a song on the new Barty Strange album, uh, Fallen For You. Like, this song bandages, it sounds like, like a more, like a, a less lo-fi, more full band version of that song. And mm. I liked it. I think this, this is, this is, this is, this is, this is an alrighty song. I, I don't have a whole lot of thoughts other than it's nice. It's maybe a little too long, but I, I, I enjoyed the listen because it reminded me, but at, at the same time, it's like, yeah, this just reminded me of another song that I like a lot more. The, the vocalist reminds me a lot of Daniel Rawson from Grizzly Bear. Ah, I hear um, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like in like his affectations and stuff. Um, it's very it's very cleanly produced, which I don't I don't take like huge issue with, but didn't necessarily appeal to me. Maybe just after weeks of like Phil Elverum brainworms. Um, but. Yeah, I don't know the 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 big uh, indie folk build up sing along at the end slams. Uh, I can I can be a little bit of a sucker for that. Um, I'm noticing a theme in this playlist, which is that our patron here has has clearly had their heart broken by some mysterious stranger, or <laughs> or they are the mysterious stranger. I'm I'm not sure which. Um, yeah, that that's it. That's all I have to say about this song. I was hoping yeah. it would be a cover of the song Bandages by Hot Hot Heat, but it was not. Sad. Sad, sad. Uh Dill, any any thoughts before we uh we move on? Uh it's it's just a nice kind of, you know, quaint little song. I feel like I could throw this on like a a playlist for my partner or something like that, and it's just kind of seeps into the background i feel like people use like the term background music as like an insult a lot of the time but for me it's like very much uh dependent on setting a tone or a mood for uh some sort of setting so i think that Mm. that kind of works perfectly as just like you know uh, a midday kind of lounge around yeah setting so we nice. we need background music too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess next next song then. Sorry, I, guess... I just stabbed myself by accident. Uh-oh. Oh god. It, it, <laughs> it's, it's, I I have it's, it's I have very bad though. ADHD and and I was uh, fidgeting with this pin and I stabbed myself in the thumb. Anyway, <laughs> was it was it painful? Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah a little bit <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right our our, our next song it's, it's so insulting to our patron that, 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 that this that you think this playlist is so bad that you have to stab yourself to get out of this episode that's so <laughs> insulting that is not my goal here that's i mean i chose to be on <laughs> oh god okay let's okay move next song mr blue Catherine feeney i I eh, I eh, I I, I like this. This is this. I thought this was super cute. I like the little jazzy additions, uh, and also I'm I'm picking up on some some big Elliot Smith and Cat Power influences, both of which are extremely my shit. So yeah, um, I would do battle for Cat Power 
Moon Picks is one of the greatest albums of all time. Anyway, this this song is good. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. It's um, it does carry. I think a little bit of that um, like early two thousands uh indie teen yeah movie, uh, movie feeling with it, but um, I it's mean, definitely don't... got like a a specific vibe like that sorry i couldn't yeah. think of a better <laughs> more interesting word but you're good but i mean like i think that i think that style has its its place as well you know um and certainly you know it's it's at the very least like very well made it, she's got a what you know uh feeny i believe her name is has a really wonderful voice to her yeah. of course and um She's not really trying to do uh, anything too, uh, you know, grandiose with it, which is, I think is another prop to her. I mean, I think if you're trying to go for this sort of style, you try and go for something that's maybe a little more dramatic, a little more, uh, uh, you know, intentionally unique in a way that kind of ruins uh, the, the experience. So... It's a good track. It knows what it yeah. is. It does yeah, what it's... it does very effectively. And, um, you know, I could not ask for anything more out of the song, really. It's just very quality. Hmm. Well, I guess next next song, then. Uh, the next song on, on, on the playlist was David Mead's Nashville. And this might be my favorite song on the playlist. I really, really enjoyed this this song. It's just, like... I, I guess I've been listening to I've been I've been rewatching Twin Peaks uh this this past month and I'm on onto the the final bits of the return and this just like reminded me of some of those some like some of those Roadhouse performances like more specifically the the, the Eddie Vedder performance you know and just sort of this like yeah. okay this sort of this song feels like some sort of grandiose finale in, in some ways just some emotional arc ending and it just really it just really hit me and i was i was surprised i was like oh wow, i was not expecting this song to just to hit me like it did and it's it's good it reminds me a lot of um of lambert by foxing it reminds me a little bit of that in terms huh. of that sort of not only just it being sort of this, this seem this feels like a finale but also just sort of like you know i'm going back to to this place you know like this place that that seems to be home that's filled a lot of really weird and maybe some bad memories, but it's it's home, and you know you never can truly leave home. That that's the feeling that I got with this song. Although maybe I didn't I didn't you know I only listened to this playlist maybe like three times before we did this episode, so I, I can't say too much. But I really enjoyed this song. This song probably will, I'll probably put this in my own personal playlist and whatnot. I really really enjoyed it. He's got a great voice. That that really struck me right away. Like I I really like his voice. Hmm. And like this is actually no, this is the intro. Oh, this is from like oh, this is, this is from like two thousand four. This is the intro of the album. Which that that's the thing that I was like, oh, what this is an intro? Like this does not oh, sound that's like interesting. Does not, it sounds does like a song that could simultaneously time. like serve as an intro, but also an outro, depending on how you sequence it. Yeah. Um. But, okay. Okay. This is. I'm gonna I'm gonna delve into a little bit of bad 
brainworms territory here. Oh no. Because um, oh, oh. here's the thing about human beings is is that we all have terrible brainworms in in one way or another. Um, but but when when this man says says the phrase stormfront, I cannot help but think about oh. the Ku Klux Klan form. Like every single time, without fail, it I I could not not hear it just as the forum oh, God, instead no, I'm of gonna hear it. just a I'm storm hear it front. <laughs> oh. no. I'm sorry, Maddie. Oh, no, I'm going to hear it. I, oh. God damn it. God damn it. You'll, you'll make it through. It'll be okay. It's um, still a really good song, though, but God, I didn't... I... It's, it's a good song. You'll, you'll get over it. <laughs> Well, unless, unless Dill had any other thoughts, we, let's the, the the almost the opposite of a good song. What we have? Yeah, I'm up. I'm itching to get to our next one. I'm, I'm... so. <laughs> just to get my first. So, this, this, so the first part of this playlist, I'm like, okay, these are some some fine songs. Like, I'm not sure how much we can say on a podcast, but these are some fine songs. And then this fucking song came through, which again, yeah. Bex, I I assume these are all songs that you like. I'm so sorry, but there has to be one, <laughs> but we have to pick one target. And this is, this is just the most obvious one. Um, the so, narcissist, is it the, let's see the narcissist cookbook. Hang on. Let me, where did I, let me get the schedule pulled up. The narcissist cookbook, Courtney named after uh, Courtney love. And the song is about Courtney love and how, she possibly murdered her husband but no actually that's can someone like okay this song is uh, totally all over the place first and kurt, foremost kurt cobain died and and gave every single human being in america brainworms for decades to come um and okay well the the narrative of this song is that like I, well i don't know so, so the first thing you need to know about this song is that this is basically like like feminist dropkick Murphys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh um, God! <laughs> like, essentially, the the song's the song's perspective is is like, like you know mostly the people accusing Courtney Love of murdering Kurt Cobain are like sweaty misogynists which is true um and and that uh like um it's just you know it's just fucked up cuz her husband killed himself and she had to raise their child on her own um and that's that's what the song has to say but boy but boy does it say it in a, a very specific way <laughs> This is this is music for people who uh browsed the atheist subreddit back in like 2012. Wait, wait, hang on. Is this is this guy is this that bean dad that we're all talking about? Is this him? <laughs> oh god. Yeah, no, this like like I said, it's totally over the place because it's like from there's certain lyrics and there's certain ways to do it. It's like okay, it's like the, the verses are like, okay, so this is like a pro Courtney Love song, but this is like you guys are fucking idiots if you think that she murdered her husband, you fucking imbeciles. But the way that the hook goes, the hook is like so cheery of like, Courtney did it. She did it. And it's like, 
buddy like this is you know like if you're gonna make a song like this i i don't think making it a fun happy folk sing-along is really the best way to go about it you know like this sounds like this sounds like a black lodge version of a sublime song (laughs) 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 Uh, oh god it's just like I'm uh, I'm trying to like imagine the type of 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 like audience that that would hear this song and do a sing along, you know, like, because like the first thought of mine is like is like shitty coffee bar open night open mic night. This is like the headliner of the open mic night. It's like okay, you have the open mic night where everyone comes on, but it's like okay, but our final guest is our special guest, and here's this guy, and he's got this song about Courtney Love, and it's like oh god, this this sucks, this sucks so hard. I'm so sorry, Bex, but this is. A- this is a terrible, terrible song. It is so we can all like imagine what this guy looks like, right? Oh, like, absolutely. Like, Larry... I feel I feel like we all have like three different guys we're imagining, and yet it's all correct. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let, okay, let's okay. Then what? Okay, so my version of this guy is that he looks like one of the guys who who sang the you know the five hundred miles song. He's he just he just seems like the walk like you know how the like the, the property brothers. There's a there's a third property brother, and he's like a magician. I'm imagining that, but for the Proclaimers. Like, this is this is the third Proclaimer, and he's, like, some guys, like, some weird guys in the magic. What, what, are, uh, what, are, what, are, what are your versions? What, what, is, what does your guy look like? So, Yo. he wears a vest, and he has definitely worn one of those newsy caps. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, to, to correct your vision, to correct your vision, he wears those caps all the time. It's not he just wore no, he wears them all the time. Yeah. yeah. Sure. He's got yeah. He's got a he, he wears okay, like he's he's got a I I'm a, he's a, he's a balding man. I know that. That's in my head. Okay. He's got he's got not, like perpetual he's got perpetual five o'clock shadow, but can never seem yeah. to like grow actual facial hair. Um <laughs> he wears those like leather, like fingerless gloves. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh God! Wait, he's fucking. Oh God, he's a uh, he. Oh God, he's Wally Brando. He's Wally Brando. <laughs> Irish. <laughs> I think if this band took the Murphy's pill, they'd be better. <laughs> I mean, look, yeah, because it is like obviously it, it is very Irish, and you know. My my TikTok feed. I've been seeing a lot of pro IRA content on my TikTok feed lately, which I'm really appreciative of. Uh, I guess would this guy be pro IRA? Probably not. He doesn't seem <laughs> like he's a Tory. He's I, he's definitely not a Tory, but he's definitely a guy who's like. Well, I think the IRA went too far in a couple places, you know, like uh, an an Irish lib. He's like a yeah. no. He's he's like the irony poisoned like uh like Lord Buckethead voter. Yeah. We, we all have like conflicting ideas of this guy but they're all right like they're, they're... <laughs> <laughs> the narcissist like, cookbook is a land of contrast all right i'm gonna i'm just gonna look up the band i'm gonna look up the band and find out yeah what does this sorry, guy look like I'm we need to i need plundering the hidden knowledge or the, i, the I could only find i could only find a facebook page for, for this band there's there's a there's a band camp and then there's a Facebook page and I couldn't okay. find anything else beyond that. So we are so I was right in the fact that he's balding. I was correct in there, but that was you know you hear it in the voice. Uh, he's not wearing a newsy cap, but he is wearing like 
He definitely has. <laughs> he definitely has. That's for sure. It's mostly just like those baseball caps that like Scott Walker wore a lot in his late career. Um, here's a here's another pick where he's wearing a vest. Oh my god. Okay. Oh boy. He's <laughs> he's, he's got the he's, leather jacket. He, oh god. He, okay. No. 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 Oh, I just figured it out. I just figured it out. He's Ed Sheeran's Dougie Jones Tolpa. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I hate that I know what all of those words mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, this, yeah, no, this is this is not, this was not a good song. It, it, its heart is in the right place, but just tonally, just. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta get, you gotta figure it out, man. <laughs> like, you gotta figure <laughs> out what you do, man. This is just, like. Like this is a song that like goes out of style and out of taste the moment you like write it down. Like <laughs> this is, like, is going to be a surprising precursor to car commercial number ones. Like this is someone attempting to it, it, it's taking that car commercial music sound, but it's picking a subject matter that does not fit that sound whatsoever. Like yeah my god doesn't he doesn't he reference that at like the beginning of the song some i i feel like you said something he, along he the lines references, of like um tourette's by nirvana and he's like and he sings part of it but he's like it doesn't really fit over these chords though which is what a what a specific man what a <laughs> <laughs> What a specific personality on he goes, display here. He delves like immediately, or not immediately, but like towards the end of the song, he delves like right into the thick of like the entire conspiracy theory around it. And he just sounds perfectly like one of those guys. Yeah. And I feel like, like if you're trying to sound like one of those guys, you you do it with a little something more that than what he doesn't have right now it it feels like he knows a little bit too much about the conspiracy theories uh, surrounding this like like why does he know the details of this like <laughs> i don't also the the only thing this song does is make me like like put me on the wrong track i'm like damn was she practicing his handwriting <laughs> like it literally yeah that was the thing it's just like this, this <laughs> supposed to be like it's supposed to be you go know, you're crazy if like why are you thinking according to well, murder husband then you hear like wait she was practicing his hand like wait is that true yeah. like yeah, that's yeah weird. No, literally that's i go <laughs> wait is that true that's that's really weird and fucked up <laughs> i oh god Let's assume it's not true, because because Courtney Love definitely did not kill Kurt Cobain, and uh, uh, God, th this song, this song, man. <laughs> Although, again, if there, this song it is mostly bad, but again, good evening, Courtney Love. It is I, MK Ultra Truther, ninety nine. That was kind of <laughs> funny. I kind of thought that was funny. Yeah, uh, but that's really about it. Um, yeah. This, I'm Bex. We're so sorry, but this was just this was this was just so much to unpack here. A lot, a lot to unpack. Um, but let's just let's just get to the to the to the next song on the list. Uh, Jack Dolgan, I will come for you. Um, another song that I thought was fine. I didn't yeah. have a lot of thoughts on it. It's 
it's fine. It just it's fine. I don't. I, don't I, I thought it was it. real sweet. I liked it. It was mm-hmm. it was a sweet song. Um, maybe maybe one of my my favorites on the list, like narratively, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, because I feel like the playlist. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll kind of. I guess these next this this song and the next one will probably get through fairly quickly because it's the the last three songs. That's where we get some banger. That's where we get some. Yeah some bangers um, definitely definitely some discourse to be had there yes uh because the next song after the jack dolgan song was sleeping at last keep no score uh, which is just you know a standard acoustic sort of bare bones song thought it was fine i don't have many other thoughts on it unfortunately uh maybe if i had, I had some if i had some more time to yeah. do more lessons maybe I'd, i have more to say but I, I listened to this song the most of any of on, on the playlist. I listened to it like five or six times just because I, I I couldn't think of anything to say about it. <laughs> um, I think, yeah. Yeah, I this is a this is a solid playlist. Like this is a good playlist. It's it's structured well and flows well, but but a lot of it's just like pretty um pretty just nice. Like don't. I don't know. There isn't necessarily like a lot to unpack or anything. But we do have much much more to uh, unpack with uh, with the next song, which is Taylor Swift's All Too Well, which um, I had not heard the song since like probably 2012, 2013, because my, my sisters are big Taylor Swift fans, which by the way, that was a bit of a joy having some because uh, they were listening to the new Taylor Swift album like on the way home one night i think as we we uh we were again i was in the car with them and my sister's husband or one of my sister's husband and they're just like having some discourse about the new album uh i I, it's it's so nice to know that hating jack antonoff is a genetic thing it's so (laughs) nice to know that um but all too well again it's it's one of taylor's at least in the amongst the indie head scene it's one of her most infamous songs and listening to it i'm like okay i kind of get that but i feel like infamous i thought you were early i thought you were saying earlier like before we started that it was one of the more popular ones well i mean i guess i mean i mean that's kind of like those those words mean like the same thing to me basically it's just it's just like amongst indie heads people or indie people like all too well is like that's the one where it's like okay i gave you that one taylor that's a really good song you know but i think there's a lot i think but for me like in terms of taylor songs that are like this like i think there's better ones in in, in my eyes even before we get into yeah. the, you know the folklore evermore stuff like even going back i think there's obviously like i think dear john is is pretty good um back to december that's one of my favorite taylor swift songs like that's a really good song to me folklore um, is so good i have to folklore listen to folklore so again good. i haven't i have not I haven't I've only, I haven't listened to folklore since it came out, and I've not got to Evermore yet. But I I, I have to skip to the Bonnie Vare song. <laughs> what? I like that I just, one. I I I do not like this man, Bonnie Vare. Um, Look, I'm I'm please, with you. Here's like, I like that song, on. but I'm <laughs> I like that song, but I'm completely with you. I fuck like I fucking hate Bonnie Vare at this point. Like I I think we we we've hinted. I know we like. I basically said as much like years ago when we did our um our twenty to a million discussion. 
but like god damn like i'm just so fucking sick of this guy like i'm sick of him for the most part it's not like, even like i, I don't can, know I... he can do like i i cannot be interested by him at any point in time yeah at this I, point. I still i still love forever forever ago like that's just a, a good album that's just a great album but but like I don't know, just everything I hear from him has just felt so passionless lately. And, like, especially, like, he'll get on songs by artists I like, like James Blake or, or Taylor Swift, on, on albums I like, and and his, his features are just so so dull and, and passionless. And Well, with exceptions... <laughs> But the exceptions are really just, it's just the Kanye West songs. <laughs> like, that's it. Yeah. Like, the, the, only, well, the, but... only ti- the, the only time in my, in like, in the last decade, well, eh, yeah, that's not totally true, because there's, there's some good songs on, on the on the self-titled. And there, even there's some songs, like I said, I think, like, um, 10 Death Breast and Over Soon are, like, really good songs. And there's uh, the other, there's another single on, on 22 Million that I liked a lot. But for the most part, when it comes to this band, like, I just, I, I did not i don't think i even listened to i i there was no singles that interested me i just do not care about this man but i i that, once but he was but, when, but, a huge fan and i have not listened to the new album <laughs> but i will say he do be hitting on yeezus though like, that's the best he sounded to me yeah yeah yeezus is is good obviously i like his features on my beautiful dark twisted fantasy even more but mm. yeezus is good um, uh, anyways we're talking about taylor swift let's go let's let's swing back to taylor to taylor oh swift. my god we started talking about kanye west when we were supposed to be talking about taylor swift oh no, <laughs> oh, no. canceled canceled <laughs> canceled <laughs> anyway taylor anyways, taylor canceled. this is a great song but but sweetie sweetie you can't just dance in the refrigerator light you you gotta close that door you're letting all the cold air out um <laughs> the olives think about the olives they're gonna get they're gonna get stale they're gonna get they're gonna get room temperature and you don't want that to happen is that is that the poem is it is it olives or was it was it was it plum oh it was plums are we sure are yeah. we sure it isn't beans at this point no well i think i think if 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 we're if i were to go back in time and do a, a dale cooper saving laura palmer i would I would make it so that it was beans and not plums in the poem. Um, All right, let's talk about Anna's son. Okay. Yeah. So what if what if I said what if I said that this song was good? I agree. This song is great. Okay. It's a really good song. Okay. Okay. I, I, and it and this and this like so this sparked before we before we just began this episode this like this it it sparked a, an an idea for an episode whenever we kind of hit like a midway point on car commercial number ones of like I want to hear these bands before they started making car commercial music because like this song is like it is like a car commercial song but it's not like they it was not obviously the peak is you know shut up and dance like that's when that's yeah. when they really reached their car commercial peak but it's 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 interesting to hear like the early music from these bands and see like okay like this is a like more scrappy it's a bit more you know unpolished but those pieces are still there and this song is is that where it's like okay it's clear like this band was going to be okay like you understand completely like okay yeah it makes total sense that this band became like a car commercial music band for a hot minute 
but this is a really damn good song like this is yeah. like okay mm-hmm. like i i can't really stomach a whole lot of like 20 like early 2010s indie pop like i generally do not like most of it i like like I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Alex. And if you're listening, Jeremiah, I'm so sorry. I cannot fucking stand Passion Pit for the most part. Like I hate that kind of music. I, specifically. I've never listened to Passion Pit. I okay. I must have missed. I must be mistaken for again. I I for whatever yeah. for whatever reason I assumed you were a, a a fan of Passion Pit. The Passion. But Pit maybe song. maybe I'm thinking of Zach. No, I'm not. A, I'm not a huge indie pop fella. Yeah, Passion no. Pit is simultaneously a band that you can enjoy like the first couple of records but also hate the entirety of the discography simultaneously <laughs> oh god but but yeah no this song's fucking good it slaps yeah like, it, this it is slaps. this is like a journey it's it's like a it's like its own little epic um and and i don't i don't love the this house is falling apart refrain it's it's a little too killers worshipy for me like not in a good way but I don't know. Overall, this song is is like irresponsibly good, mm-hmm. and and I don't know. It makes me wish that like I feel like in the start of the decade, this was kind of more where car commercial music was at, and then it mm. got to be just like really poppy, like almost like grotesquely sweet stuff. Whereas this has like like a genuine feeling and emotion to it. It's got like something it's trying to convey you know mm-hmm. like this song it, when i listen to the song i'm not thinking consume more product consume more product it's just like yeah no damn this is this is just like it's as you said it's a killer's worship song but like it it hits you know it's like a mix of like the killers and like group love you know and i fucking hate group love even the early even some of the early stuff but this just hit the spot but here's the thing i actually like shut up and dance a lot so i'm already like you know oh fuck you we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna get into that can of worms we'll get into that can of worms whenever did we it, get did it go episode. number one it though? did go number one it okay. did go number one so we will talk All about right. it on a future episode we, we will episodes. revisit this we'll i am i i am there. shocked i am shocked that anna Sun did not go number one i actually well, i am like, curious like how high did it get in the charts i don't so this is this is like in their like in let me let me see who released this because i don't know if this was like okay so i think let me let me check the history because i know this was a band that like i know they self-released some stuff at first and then they got sent because like spotify saying that this was released by rca but i'm not sure if it was like it was initially self-released and then rca picked it up but like let me let me see um i want i want the bands i'm see oh shit this is a cincinnati band oh god there's a lot of my again there's a lot they of have a lot of past members <laughs> look oh, at yeah. that because we we had an ama with one of them because uh he's like a has his own like because he was like an early member of the band and he has like his own solo project that we had for a thing um okay yeah so this was their self-titled major label debut okay so this peaked at number 10 on the billboard alternative chart and number 20 on the billboard rock songs chart so okay so this this was on the charts it just never hit number one okay so that 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 kicks that kills my theory a bit somewhat um they're on their debut album which actually seems to share a lot of 
tracks with their self-released. Uh, okay, so I think this actually, was a song that like. So uh, yeah, I think this this might be one that was initially self-released, but then like it got picked up for a commercial or something, and then and then they got signed to a to a a major label. I I want to hear that first version of Anna Sun because I I got a feeling it's a little bit better than this one. Possibly, yeah. Let me let me see if it's hopefully it's on Spotify somewhere. But yeah, no. Even even then, this version of it is still like still really good. You know, like I still really enjoy it. Yeah, no. This is a great song. This is a phenomenal song. Um, Mm. Oh god, we're gonna again. I I. I feel the lingering effects that the car commercial pill, it's beginning to appear in front of me and it's saying, swallow <laughs> me, swallow, swallow me, gobble me. Other lines oh, from, no. from, from, from <laughs> other lines from, from WAP. Um, but yeah, no, this, this is a fucking banger. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a fucking banger. And, and it's, it's probably going to be like, we're going to hear songs on the car commercial number one series, but they're going to be very few and far between, uh, the closest on the first episode we'll probably get is like the neon tree song, which again, we're not going to say too much. Cause again, we want to save our thoughts for that episode. Uh, but yeah, there's, I'm just going to spoil, spoil car commercial. Number one spoilers. There's like one good song on next week's playlist and it's, and it's the neon trees one. Otherwise it's going to be a dumpster fire. Be stay tuned. Um, but since we're, we're, since we're on the topic of car commercial music, vampire weekend, now this is this is this now Vampire Weekend are of course a very respected band, uh, loved amongst mainstream indie. I, I don't like where this is going, but but we cannot. I mean, it would be we would be remiss to not say that a big part of them blowing up was the fact that a lot of their songs featured on commercials. Like whether we like it or not, Vampire Weekend is a car commercial band. In fact, they are, again, when we talk about the bands and artists that helped bring us to the point of car commercial music in the 2010s, I think Vampire Weekend is one of those bands. Well, well, they did not have a whole lot of, like, obviously they didn't reach number one. They're not number one on, in any of these charts. They still were a band that was very influential. They're hugely uh, influential. Yeah. Hugely influential. And 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 really was like one of those bands that caused a shift in the scene of being like of the of the music industry being like here's here's the thing. So when when so like think when when Kurt Cobain passed away, that's when Butt Rock was created. That was like the music industry being like, Oh shit, we need to find another Kurt Cobain or really another Kurt Cobain and when Eddie Vedder really just a lot of these grunge frontmen because obviously like Kurt Cobain he committed suicide uh Pearl Jam they basically started to disappear from the mainstream they kind of were doing their own thing because they at a certain point they just were actively resisting their continued ma- mainstream fame like obviously like breaking away from Ticketmaster and like not releasing music videos for a while and Alice in Chains and all the issues with um fuck what was the Alice in Chains frontman I forget his name. Lane Staley. Thank you. Lane Staley. Whenever, you know, he, 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 you know, when he left Alice in Chains and was in that weird period, the, oh, the, he, the, he also died. He also died, but I think his was like, he didn't like, it, it seemed like where it was with Kurt Cobain. It was like very sudden with Lane's. It was sort of one of those things where it's like from, from my reading and research, it was something that was like ultimately expected, but somewhat drawn out. And I try to mean that like as respectfully as possible. It's like 
very tragic that he passed away but it, it is something that like i don't think it was like towards the end i think it was like okay like it wasn't like whereas Superman it was just this, this collective shock and grief like as a culture that wasn't really felt the same with with lane with with him um as much and is it because kurt died first i don't know but nevertheless whatever the case is my my, my thesis is that the 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 major music industry of course they signed all these bands that Kurt Cobain liked but they weren't making the music that they weren't making the same kind of music that Kurt Cobain was making like you know Sonic Youth they weren't making grunge music they weren't making music like Kurt Cobain fucking butthole surfers who got a major label deal they sure as hell weren't sounding like fucking Nirvana but they're like okay so that we have to make our own Nirvanas they they basically can say okay we can't just go from these these artists that he likes because that's completely unreliable. We have to make our own Nirvanas. And so they did. We got a lot of butt rock guys that's, that sound like Alice in Chains and, and Nirvana and Pearl Jam. Like, obviously, you know, obviously Puddle of Mud. Like, that's that's obvious for a variety of reasons. And so I think in the in the 20s, as we were approaching the 2010s, there were all these really hot new indie acts popping up on MySpace that the basically the major labels they didn't get on those bands early. It was these, it was the fans and, and other, you know, industry people, not even industry people, just like fans and like these, you know, these blogosphere people who are finding these bands first through MySpace, you know, Vampire Weekend, Arctic Monkeys. I mean, really just a lot of the enemy scene really in, in the two thousands. Um, and so when, when Vampire Weekend, they stuck with XL, they didn't sign to a major label. They were on XL, which basically might as well be a major label, but like it technically isn't. So, we're like okay if we can't have if we can't have vampire weekend we'll find our own or we'll make our own and i feel like that's where a lot of car commercial music comes from is like okay we'll make our own version of these block of these myspace bands you know and some of them already were myspace bands it's just like okay it was the major labels finding those bands first before fans did and immediately corrupted them and said hey make music like this because you can maybe get a commercial or some shit like that and this is this is all to say that vampire weekend um are a really good band and i like them a lot and my favorite album from vampire weekend is father of the bride although this song hannah hunt is very very good it took me a while to get there but uh <laughs> this is all to say that i feel like vampire weekend despite being a car commercial music band has made many musical muse many musical moves to eschew themselves from many of the dreck that make up that genre of music because your your favorite vampire weekend album is father of the bride yeah wow i i i really love that record i like i like the first album good for you i it it isn't mine but but i i was just surprised by that i guess (laughs) See, I, I go on a point and then I throw a curveball at you, and you don't know how to you don't know how to <laughs> you don't know how to react. Uh, but no, Hannah Hunt, Vampire Weekend. It's one of their most famous songs. Um, I because when I saw Vampire Weekend in 2019, which that show is special for a variety of reasons. Like one, it was like the first show that I went to with my girlfriend, and it was just yeah. a really good, nice time. And I had a really- that that was a great tour. That was a phenomenal oh, yeah. tour. Phenomenal tour. But also, it was the night that the Blues won the Stanley Cup, and it was in nice. St. Louis. So, like, randomly throughout that concert, you would just hear people randomly cheering, like, in the middle of songs because the Blues scored. <laughs> let's 
<laughs> that's that's good. That's good shit. Let's do a hockey podcast. I'm ready. <laughs> I'd, I'd be down for that. Um, I don't know. You watch hockey? Do you guys? Do you guys watch hockey? Because I, I mean, I don't. But not anymore. But I used to when I was a little kid. Um, my my partner watches hockey, and they're a Blackhawks fan. So I feel like, by extension, I'm also a Blackhawks fan. Um, <laughs> yeah, hockey's kind of weird because, like, like Chicago and and St. Louis have so many different rivalries. Like in terms of, but mainly in baseball, because mm-hmm. like everyone knows it's yeah you know, the Cubs versus the Cardinals. It's like one of those like never never ending feuds. And I feel like hockey. Like you know, at least before the before the Rams moved to LA, like I guess the Rams and the Bulls a little bit, but there's not really that like there's there's no like Blackhawks versus like the Blues. There doesn't like a like a heated rivalry like that, really, which is shocking. Why? Are we, why are, again, well, I know why we're talking about hockey, but like um, hockey is butt rock culture. You're, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love hockey. It's my favorite sport. It's the only one I enjoy watching. Um, in in terms of like you know quote unquote actual sports, because I mean I was like skateboarding and stuff. I mean if we're talking about like the most butt rock genre, like skateboarding would be like one of the most butt rock sports out there. But in terms of yeah. like like proper team sports, like yeah, hockey is is the most butt rock. Sport. I feel like you could go to a hockey game today, like if there wasn't a pandemic, I mean, <laughs> um, and, and they would like put on how you remind me by Nickelback um, oh, absolutely. during, mm-hmm. during the game at some point. Um, I, feel and I, like, I don't think other sports are doing that still. I feel like hockey is just a perfect sport to where you can just watch it and not understand a single thing that happens during it which is what i do when i want like almost every year when i watch like the stanley cup playoffs is that i don't know how hockey works i i don't know why they do the penalties and 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 call the call the the timeouts and do the whistles and all that kind of stuff um it's just a bunch of guys going really fast on a on a cold floor and, and occasionally they'll punch each other, which I, I don't. <laughs> and, and they'll occasionally punch the shit out of each yeah. other. That's actually that's the thing about is, is the fact that like not only is like fighting like just a thing, it's like it's almost encouraged in a way. Like it, no, it's no, of, it is it is literally a strategy that teams use. Like like they will they will have someone like pick a fight with with the other team's best players so they both end up in the penalty box like it's it's literally <laughs> part of the game oh, <laughs> oh god that rules like, that rules so much so like okay that, that so basically like hockey is like the most pro wrestling team sport out there besides because <laughs> yes. like, here's, like, like, here's the thing with football you would you would think it'd be football but football, like for the most part, none of those guys have any fucking personality. They don't let that happen whatsoever. Obviously, in terms of person, like basically, like basketball is like the personality side of wrestling. In terms of like, you have these big personalities, and they have these press conferences, and you know, you know all these players, and they have like these unique brands, like obviously LeBron, but obviously you know like Kevin Durant and, and Westbrook. Like I don't watch basketball but I can tell you about a bunch of basketball players. Probably I can't yeah. quite say that for like football or even hockey, but hockey has like the sports entertainment side has yeah. the more sports entertainment <laughs> side where it's just like, you could just sometimes a fucking fight will pick out and it's a legitimate strategy. 
It's amazing. <laughs> I gotta start watching hockey. Shit, I gotta start watching hockey. Uh, but we need to get back to we need to get back to Vampire Weekend. Uh, we need to swing back around to this song. <laughs> uh, here's here's what I'll say about Hannah Hunt. Um, I think this song is kind of overrated. I don't. Uh... I'm sorry. It's a good song. It's a good song. You can't you can't you can't get me wrong there. But uh, in terms of just this this being like the Vampire Weekend song essentially, or like one of the Vampire Weekend songs, it's just like. I kind of get it because obviously that that end when when it builds up and there's that big release of tension, like it hits, but it's not as sad. It's not it's it's not like that satisfying to me, you know. Yeah, well, I I kind of know what you mean. I mean, I love Hannah Hunt, and I I find it like a good compelling song, um, and and I think it's a a like you know a great song, and and I. I want to say that I very much understand why it's people's favorite, but but it's it's not even like top five on that album for me. Like to me, the the best moment on Modern Vampires is Yahe, and and like I I too have have felt I guess that that Hannah Hunt is a little overrated, not in the capacity that it's like not a great song, but just in the capacity that like to me it's not it's not the moment to to obsess over about on that album hmm. i mean yeah there's like here's the thing like this is this is gonna sound crazy my favorite song on modern vampires is diane young i think i don't think that's crazy oh it's, it's a it's a really great song like, it, no yeah that's fair i mean that was like, like i'm a... someone who's not the biggest fan of like rostam bullshit but like that song is like the most rostam bullshit ever but i fucking love it yeah like yeah, that's the reason why i think that's the reason why i like father bright so much is that like like rostam is a really great producer like obviously i think the some of the stuff in the clear album is really good obviously i love the new heim record like but there's a it's like george lucas I may have gone too far in a couple of places. <laughs> I feel like Rossum looks back on the early Vampire Weekend discog and maybe thinks that to to himself. I'm completely projecting, but uh, I, I I like Father Bright because it's a bit more relaxed in the production side. There isn't as much crazy uh, early, you know, late 2000s MySpace production things going on. But again, I still really like some of the early Vampire Weekend stuff a lot. Like I think is that obviously, obviously Father Bright is my favorite Vampire Weekend album. But I think my second favorite Vampire Weekend album is probably the self-titled debut. I I feel the same way. Uh, self-titled is is fantastic, and and I don't know, just just has this sort of like really good energy to it that that other Vampire Weekend mm. albums don't have. Um, See, my my favorite vampire weekend album came out in 1986 and it was called graceland <laughs> by paul simon not wrong i You're mean not wrong. <laughs> like graceland is is one of the greatest albums of all time this is so, true i feel like um, i feel like jeremiah could do an entire, entire podcast series on Jer- jeremiah could make like three episodes of of a podcast about graceland on his own <laughs> <laughs> um yeah uh father of the bride is graceland 2 um and uh yeah that's all i have to say about that uh modern vampires of the city is is one of the the best albums of the last decade um 
and Hannah Hunt's a great yeah, song. It's yeah, it's a good song. I I agree. I agree. I don't. Yeah, I don't know how much you can really say about this song that hasn't been yeah. said a billion times mm-hmm. over. Uh, but yeah, I think that that that's 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 it for the playlist. We only got the ten songs. Uh, once again, if you want us to review uh your own playlist of songs, and this can be any any fucking songs you want to pick you want to listen you want us to listen to more butt rocks you want to you want a butt rock number one's reunion special throw us a song with some butt rock you want <laughs> you want to well yeah. if you're if you're just going to send us like your own music we're not going to we're not going to review that that's stupid give us we want gi- give us give us you know we're not going to do we're not going to if it's your own songs <laughs> if it's your own yeah, songs okay. we're probably not going to take it but if you give us give us a playlist give us something like you know again it can be just good songs but really like again like when we do these playlist episodes and this this is this is not a knock on on bex we thank you so much for your support this this was actually a really good playlist of songs there's some songs here i really really enjoyed um but at the end of the day when i am when i as a a podcast producer as someone who's like okay like we got to figure out entertainment value give us the stuff that makes give us we want more Throw us more throw Courtney's. Us a Courtney. Throw us some curveballs. <laughs> Give us more Courtney's, but also get some stuff that, yeah. like, you know, some, some stuff that, you know, we were probably more, like, uh, obviously we had a lot to say about Vampire Weekend because that's a band that we uh, we really like and we have we have discussed plenty on the podcast before, you know. But obviously we want some new stuff, and that was, that was probably the best part of this post is that, like, hey, like, that David Mead song is really good, and I like that Hey Rosetta song, and I like the Yaz yeah song a decent amount. and uh, But I never want to listen to the narcissist. If if you're out there, if you're out there, someone someone who's got twenty dollars to spend, please heed my call. Uh, please make Maddie listen to ten no. Dropkick Murphys. Okay, songs. Alex, if you want to, if you want to give me, if you want to give me twenty dollars, <laughs> yeah, sure, we'll do that. No, no, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> I make these podcasts too. <laughs> oh, what? I just got a I just got a patron notification from someone named um uh Zale Zale and they just sent me a playlist of 10 Drop Kirk Murphy songs. I wonder who that is. Who just Oh god. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. It's just um, it's just shipping up to Boston ten times in a row. Hey, hey, they have other songs. Rose Tattoo is a good one. Um There is like okay, like not to not to All right. the, these are just that's just shipping up to Boston just renamed. You can't you not, can't convince me otherwise that they have not more to than keep one going song. back to Butt Rock, but there's a many like revelations that we had throughout that series. I think the most disturbing revelation was the fact that you're you're that you either are or have become a Dropkick Murphys <laughs> fan. That is the most disturbing because, like, honestly, like I I think let's see, oh yeah, that was a should. I was thinking that there would have been hit number one. Now that was a should have been number one. So that wasn't even like on the fucking list. That was one that you yep. chose specific. Did you? Oh no, I think no. I think yeah, no. Gavin put it on. One? No, Gavin put it on the playlist as like this song yeah. is so cursed, but we have to talk about it. And he was correct. I was I was expecting not to like it, um, and then I did because it's a it's a good song. God. Um, <laughs> now, do do you even want to know the truth? I feel like the mystery is better. Like like, a, am I a Dropkick Murphys fan? Well, subscribe to us on know. Patreon, and maybe I... we'll we will tell you the answer. <laughs> 
Discog breakdown yeah, no. coming oh. soon. Um, the the first six oh, Murphys six albums. Uh, well, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think there's more. I even 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 right, the hype, even I'm, I'm like a up. hypothetical Discog break. It's just gonna be shipping up to Boston. It's just gonna be. <laughs> no, no, that wouldn't even be good content. Like, like that's too many episodes. One episode of of ten key Murphy's tracks sounds great. <laughs> um, yeah, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine studio albums with a tenth on the way oh, this year. <laughs> hopefully, Dill, you don't mind me saying this in, in, in the in the pod chat. This podcast episode was just a butt rock discussion in disguise. I was fooled. <laughs> you were Dylan in this episode, being like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna talk about you know, we'll probably talk about Doom and some 2020 stuff, and then this playlist." But no, secretly, it was a it was a butt rock number one <laughs> reunion. See, I I was all. I was all planned. I was all ready to have, you know, I had a free night and I decided I was going to kick back with some pals and, and, and <laughs> do a nice relaxing podcast. And what I showed up to was hell. Uh, and I'm a fool. I am boo boo. The fool. Uh, I, I have been played. I've been tricked. I've been had, this is Maddie's <laughs> trick. Um, I, I frankly can't believe uh, the 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 Tom Frulery that has transpired on this this podcast episode. So, um, butt rock reigns supreme. There there is no life or death or purgatory or anything in between. There is and will only be butt rock. The the so I I, I you, so Maddie's trick. It's funny you said that, Dill, because I have a very special announcement. Um, so they are making a Joker prequel. A, a prequel to the 2019 Joker movie, and I will be starring. You're, you're kidding. No, I'm, I'm just I'm fucking around. No, but but <laughs> if there's any if there's any casting agents out there, I would love to play the Joker in a Joker prequel film. I think I have the range to pull it off. Um, I mean, wouldn't that just be like, like, completely pre the Joker? Because wasn't wasn't Joker an origin story? Well, it's an origin story of an origin story. You know, like Hollywood's getting desperate these days. You know, and they'll they'll take anything. Yeah. You know, it's gonna make it's gonna make like two. You know, it, the theater's gonna come back and it's gonna make like two billion dollars. It's gonna be great. Um, yeah. Anyways, that that's it. That's this episode went on a lot longer than I expected it to. <laughs> yep. Uh, so hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Uh, once again. The car commercial number ones will be premiering this Wednesday, uh, or really, or by the time you're listening, one week from today. If you're listening to the Patreon, the Patreon version of the episode, uh, if you're listening to it on Friday, uh, it'll be coming. Well, actually, it'll be it'll be Friday for you too. Also, um, so car commercial number ones uh, Wednesday, January twelfth, or Wednesday, January thirteenth for Patreon supporters, and then. Friday, January fifteenth for everyone else. After that, and then and and this time we're gonna be beaming it directly into your brains. Um, this is a uh, yeah. We're 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 going the YouTube route for this series, just on everyone's <laughs> phones, <laughs> unannounced. Oh God, yeah. It's just every, everyone has to suffer with us. Okay, everyone must must join us in the suffering. Um, 
But but yeah, hopefully you all enjoyed this episode though, uh, and uh, we will see you all very very soon. Uh, bye bye. Okay, I want to tell you guys a story about a band called Nirvana. You probably know this story already, but whatever. They were a good band, man. A really good band. They had this awesome third album, but it lost them a lot of fans. They had this great track on it called Tourette's that went... Doesn't work over these chords. Anyway. Anyway, Kurt Cobain's dead, and I'm reliably informed that Courtney did it. She did it. Courtney did it. Courtney killed Cobain. She did it. Courtney did it. Cobain. I don't know why we blame it on her. It seems easy to say. Courtney Love is capable of murder without having to, to fucking back that up. I might be going out on a limb here, but I think society doesn't seem to like women at the best of times, but we really get mad when they fuck our rock stars. Kurt Cobain belongs to us, we cried. Naturally, when he died, everybody said, Courtney did it.